this summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. And welcome to Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. Well, a while ago, it's kind of interesting, actually about three months ago, I read an article on one of our Salem websites, Eight Prayers When You Find Yourself Experiencing Faulty Thinking. And I asked myself, you know, why am I not having this brilliant writer on the show? It's a great article. So I said, let's do that. And I contacted Jessica Brody, Try to get her on the show in between my busy schedule and shuffling things around. Well, you know, here it is, three months later. But she's on the show. Talk about this article. She's an award-winning Christian novelist, a journalist, an editor, a blogger, a writing coach. I'm going to go on. She does many things. And recipient of the 2018 American Christian Fiction Writers Genesis Award for the novel The Memory Garden. Now, the short version of all of this, which I find fascinating, she's a writer, and she's a lion tamer. And if you don't believe me, go to jessicabrody.com because there's a picture with her and lions on the website. What is this all about? I'm fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> that was me on a mission trip to Zimbabwe and let me think, 2012. And it was so much fun. I was terrified. And then I just decided to let the fear go and do it. And that was that. Oh, was you amazing. look completely calm. <laughs> by that point i think i was and then the next step was a lion whisperer hopefully maybe maybe you went that route i don't know <laughs> well i found jessica your article was so intriguing because i think the subject matter is something that at some point or other we all go through it as christians in our mind about what you call in the article faulty thinking and without naming those eight prayers yet and what each particular individual item is. I'll get to that in just a minute. What was the catalyst for you writing this article? I'm curious. Well, I have a daughter who struggles with some mental health issues, and I watch her on the outside do that. And then I notice I don't necessarily have mental health issues, but I do that too. I let myself get into these this sort of mental or emotional slump and, and have these you know, negative thoughts and that swirl around my head. And I realized in some ways we all do this. So I think it's a problem all of us share and you don't have to have some sort of diagnosed illness to experience it. Yeah, I think it's what makes us human. And at the end of the day, things like this are nice because it kind of keeps us in check and say, yeah, you know what? I do do that. Very true. And I think we do. And sometimes we don't notice that we do. And when we catch ourselves, that's when that's when the real work comes in, because that's when we can turn to God and say, help, you know, I recognize this and I need you in this. Well, you can go to crosswalk.com for the full article and the prayers themselves. Right now, what I'm going to do is go through each one, one through eight, and have Jessica just give us a little bit of insight about why she created prayers for each one of these, because I find it fascinating. Again, crosswalk.com for the full article and the prayers themselves. Number one, Jessica, right off the bat, I am so guilty of this one. It's not even funny. And my kids, my twin boys will tell me this over and over again. So this is nice to read to stop black and white thinking. 
Yes, this one is huge. It's big for me too. And this is something I think that is so tempting because the, the enemy speaks lies often into our heart and into our minds. And we begin to believe these very, very polarized things. We start using words like always and never. No one ever likes me. Everybody thinks I'm a fraud. I'll always feel this way. I will never have peace. And so that's a danger. And so asking the Lord to help us recognize that these are all lies and that the true joy that we have is contentment in, in our Heavenly Father. That is the key, I think. Amen to that. And we're all going to stumble. And sometimes there's always a different way to look on something, not just to one extreme or the next. As you are centered in prayer, God will lead you to where you need to be. So, so true. I I often think of the words of Ephesians 6.16, which is taking up the shield of faith. Mm. And and then God and you together can can extinguish those flaming arrows and, and just walk through that together. It's, it's a fight, but it's something that we have to do because it won't stop unless we start to work on that. Number two, to stop minimizing. And this isn't just making a non-materialistic home with, you know, minimal pieces of furniture. No. Yeah, I do this a lot too. And this is just really reducing the value of something or downplaying something. And this can be in good or bad things. Sometimes we forget to recognize that we are beautiful creations, that that God just created us in a, in a perfect way, and we are precious to God, and, and we start forgetting that. And so having us just remember that we are, we are good, and we are created by Him, and, and remembering that these good things in life are part of God's plan. And then ultimately, when bad things happen, sometimes we say, oh, well, it's, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And we stop really acknowledging how, how hard something is. We, we just gloss over our suffering as though it's, it's not important because deep down, I think we think we're not important. But the truth is we are. We're all important. We're all part of the Lord and we're all part of the Holy Spirit. And so, yeah, that minimizing is almost like a defense mechanism, isn't it? Yes, it really, really is. Number three, wow, something else that I do quite often, to stop mind reading. You know, you maybe walk into a conversation, you hear part of it, and you're like, oh my goodness, this person thinks this, this, or this of me. Oh, I, you know, I've, I've heard everything that they've had to say. I know exactly what is going on. Or you expect a certain response. You're not really knowing what people are thinking or what people are feeling. And again, this is something that is huge. It's true. You know, the, the thing that we need to realize is that God is sovereign, not me. So God reads minds. I don't read minds. God knows hearts, and I don't know them, but we get confused. We start thinking perhaps something is true that's not true. Perhaps we're projecting our own fears into a situation, or perhaps we're wrong. And we, we jump into so much. We get ourselves in trouble, and we think someone doesn't like me or someone you know, thinks I'm a, an awful employee or some, something like that. And this is all mind reading. And so we just need to look to God for our worth and, and our validation and understand that he loves us, that he's in control, not me. And last time I checked, God was the only mind reader. Well, because he knows pretty much everything that we have and are going to think or say. 
Noah here on Across yep. the County with a tremendous guest, Jessica Brody. She's written the article, Eight Prayers When You Find Yourself Experiencing Faulty Thinking. This is just a great read, and you can pray these prayers to get out of some of these bad habits that we're all guilty of. And I learned a brand new word, Jessica, awfulizing, to stop awfulizing. What is awfulizing? To me, I always think of the sky is falling. It's, it's just expecting the worst in a situation. It's seeing gloom and doom. And it's, it's really the absence of trust in the Lord. It's, it's the absence of hope. It's, it's expecting that God isn't really going to take care of it. And that is, that's not good. When we trust, we pull back. And when we trust in God, it's, it's like we're, escaping from chains and and realizing, you know, the, the words of Psalm 39-7, which I wish I could just emblazon across my head, you know, but now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. So when we awfulize, we're not clinging to that psalm. We're not clinging to that hope. And so God can help us stop that. Now, I can be a very literal person. It's something that I've, I've always been. And at the same time, I also wear my heart on my sleeve. So this next one, even though I take things at face value on what maybe somebody says or how somebody writes something, I also think with my heart quite a bit. Emotional reasoning. This is, I think, going to be huge for a lot of people, Jessica. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And, and I do this a lot, too. I think I'm guilty of every single one of these. But, you know, trusting our own views or, or thoughts or feelings as fact, that gets us in a lot of trouble. You know, we, we feel fearful, so we conclude, ah, we must be weak. We feel lonely, so we conclude we must be unlikable or unworthy or unloved. And, in truth, these are all lies from the enemy. So what we're supposed to do is just, just trust God, just be still and know that God is the one, that God is, is mighty and in control. And we need to trust in that and not our own cycle of negative thoughts or feelings or any of those things. That is not something to stand on. God is something to stand on. Yeah, stand on God, because even if we've made mistakes, and I don't care what anybody says out there, we have all made mistakes. At the end of the day, God loves you for who he made you to be. He realizes you've made a mistake, and guess what? That's what Jesus is for. That's right. Amen. Next one. Now, this one I'm not guilty of. I don't do this almost at all, but I can see and know other people that do and why they would do it. To stop putting myself down. Yes, I I like to refer to this as downputting, and it's just using thoughts or words to to put yourself down, to just tear your tear yourself down. And we will sometimes think when if we're sad or we're scared or or the anxiety is just spinning around like a tornado, and it starts to sort of inch through every little crevice of our lives. We start to think. You know, this is because of me. I'm bad. I'm worthless sometimes, and Obviously, this isn't true, and and we know we can stand on the promises in John three sixteen that that God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. I mean, we're told that we're we're God's handiwork and that we're precious to God. So when we put ourselves down and and keep thinking that we're bad or we're wrong in some way, that's not a good thing. That's not honoring who God made. 
It's uh, not honoring him at all. He has a purpose for you. Even if you don't see that purpose, everything, every circumstance in your life is there for a reason. Maybe just meditate on that, on God's word, on what he would want for your life. Now, again, this number seven, I'm not guilty of this almost ever. That's okay, because number eight, I definitely am. Number seven is to stop wrongful blaming. Yes, and that's that's when you start to blame yourself when something bad occurs or you blame others. You know, I remember when I was a little kid, I used to sometimes think, oh, well, you know, this happened because that person did that or something like that. It was my little sister who did it. Well, as adults, we do that, too. You know, sometimes and often it's unconscious, but we will start to point fingers or look in too deeply into what is the reason for a bad thing. And sometimes bad things just happen. There's there's not a reason that they happen. They happen. God will use them. We know this and we know that God has a plan, but they don't happen because we're bad or, you know, a, another person does something wrong all the time. And so when we unfairly blame ourselves or others, we lose focus on what God is trying to do in the midst. So we're looking for the why instead of just resting in what's going on and how can we trust God in this process? What can we learn from this? Every situation in our lives is put there for a reason, and it's always a learnable, it's always a teachable moment that God has put in your path for a reason. I definitely agree with that. Now, back to emotional reasoning number five, because I think that actually ties into number eight, at least with me, as I'm emotional reasoning, I do a lot of I shoulds. Well, I should be doing this and I should be doing that because, 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 and at the end of the day, you can, I should until the cows come home. That doesn't solve anything. And I don't think God would want us to live that way. Exactly. You know, we can sound like a, a broken record. You know, I, I should do this. I should love that way. I, we hold on to these beliefs. And sometimes the beliefs are not tied into scripture. Sometimes they're beliefs that the world has taught us. And then other times they're things that we know we should do better. But the trouble is that can take our mind into all of these places and it can turn in, it can piggyback, like awfulizing and mind reading and emotional reasoning. And it just turns into a big cycle of lie. And instead, if we just focus on what God said, which is, you know, love God, number one, and love others, love your neighbor as yourself. And those are the things that we really need to focus on. Focusing on God and on loving other people, those are the I shoulds. And the others, you know, there's, there's never going to be a perfect way to respond to something because none of us are perfect. So just focusing on God, that makes the situation right. And I think if you remember that the only perfect being in the universe is God, that you are fallible and there's no way around that, you might still do the I shoulds, but maybe you won't do them quite as often as you normally do. It's something that I definitely try and keep myself in check with. Noah here in Across the County, and we're wrapping up a tremendous interview with Jessica Brody. She's written the article, Eight Prayers When You Find Yourself Experiencing Faulty Thinking. You can get it at Crosswalk.com, the full article on the prayers themselves. Now I'd like to know, Jessica, how did you come up with, in general, I'm not going to go through each one, the prayers for each one of these particular aspects of faulty thinking. They're beautifully written, and I would just like to know if there was a certain method that you used. 
I'll say that, that each one of these are things that I've said before to the Lord, just talking to him and just kneeling before him and just asking for help. And that's really where it all comes from is, is just that vulnerable place. You know, sometimes we don't even have the words to express this. And that's okay because he knows our thoughts. You know, he knows what we don't know. And so that's, to me, when you just put your your heart and your mind in his hands and just come to him, that's what you do. You know, that's where this all comes from. And so every one of these are just just humble, heartfelt words directly to God asking for help. Well, that's great. I, I love that you came up with them in this manner, because I think when we're all at our sincerest in prayer time, as brothers and sisters, Jessica, we are at our most vulnerable with God. And so to know that that's where you are at, I think this is really going to resonate with a lot of people and our listeners here. Amen. Thank you so much. Tell us about, as we wrap up, your Shining the Light blog. I'd love to learn about that. You. I love that blog is on my heart so much. I started it several years ago, and I just think there there can be a lot of bad in the world, but there's so much good. And the ways that the Lord shines His light throughout the world through people, those are the things I try to write about. So sometimes it's an example of me getting something wrong and seeing God in it, and sometimes it's a beautiful encounter with someone else who's really exemplifying what it looks like to be Jesus to people, what it's like to be God's hands and feet in this world. And so it's in in what can be a dark world we're called as believers to just shine that light. So these are just stories from my own life and articles I write and people I encounter. Half the time, it's my own family. and It's real life, it sounds like. Yeah, none of us is perfect. (laughs) Well, that's great. People can check that out at your website, which is jessicabrody.com and go to the blog section. I really hope people check that out. I'm going to be checking that out and reading several of the entries. I just love that real lived in feel. I mean, that's what is going to help people learn from experience because we all share similar experiences in life. We do. We do. And when we start sharing stories with each other, we realize we're all in this together. We are. We are until uh, he happens to come back. And the last question I have for you, Jessica, is what's next for Jessica Brody overall in your writing? Or perhaps I know you did a podcast for a while and I don't think there's any new entries on that. But what's next for you? I took a little break from that this year so that I could finish writing my third novel in a series. And so my agent is hoping to pitch those to some publishers as a package this year. And so I'm finishing the final edits on that. It's called Hidden Seeds. And oh my goodness, I just, I, that has my heart, just being able to use what I, I like to think of fiction as modern day parables. And so that's how I'm trying to show what it looks like to be a real Jesus follower in the world through these characters. I love that. And now, is this a follow-up to the Memory Garden? Yes, yeah. This is um, Memory Garden is book one, and then there's Tangled Roots, and now the third is Hidden Seeds. That is awesome. I hope people can check that out. They can find out more about the books on your website. What I'd love to do the next time I have you on is actually dive into the Memory Garden and maybe find out some of why you put certain things in it and the writing process. I find all that stuff fascinating. Thanks. Yes, I can talk all day long about that. (laughs) Well, 30 seconds, wrap us up. Tell us, the listening audience, rather. I mean, I'm getting a pretty full understanding about the passion behind eight prayers when you find yourself experiencing faulty thinking. What would you like to leave the segment with? 
sometimes our feelings get so out of control and, and then just weight brings it heavier and heavier and we start expecting the worst and blaming ourselves and making all these ex- assumptions and instead when we can stop that and just turn to God and just ask God to take away the negative and the irrational and just counter all of it with his mighty and perfect truth. That's when real healing happens. And that's when his light can really shine. We need to make sure to shine his light. Real healing is possible, but you got to be, as you were mentioning earlier, very vulnerable and very authentic. And when he really hears what's on your heart, you're going to find yourself headed in the right direction. Jessica Brody, thank you so much for joining me on Across the County, and I look forward to having you back often on the show. It's been a real treat. Thank you so much. Me too. She is a writer. She's a lion tamer. Watch out and go to jessicabrody.com. More coming up. Rockstar Energy Punch, bringing a bold and unapologetic flavor packed with energy through a blend of B vitamins, guarana extract, and 240 milligrams of caffeine to fuel what's next. Rockstar Energy Drink. 